0: Benjamin Klein here with you on this Thursday afternoon here to provide you with your daily dose of rant Uh, you can now catch my podcast the Rant, on either Spotify or Apple podcasts Uh, I won't be posting the videos to Instagram anymore so you can look you could find my podcast there provided on the link tree in the bio uh, on the the strive sports Instagram page Uh, you could find you can go to either the Spotify uh, provider or the Apple Podcast provider, uh, based on who you subscribe to. Uh, I will be posting on Instagram a little preview of each video, uh, just to market, uh, you know, each individual podcast. Uh, so exciting times! Uh, moving on up, and uh, just wanted to. Let everyone know that before getting into uh, the analysis of last night's games. Uh, that that is the basis of this show. The rant the rant covers uh, basically what is what happened in uh, the sports world, uh, specifically in New York for now. Uh, the night prior, uh, and at the moment we have uh, multiple sports going on, and baseball and basketball and hockey is also going on. Although I talk a little less hockey, but. Uh, with those two sports going on, there's more than enough to talk about because I, uh, I got the Yankees, the Mets, the Nets, and the Knicks all to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to be starting by uh, talking about the most disappointing uh, outcome of last night. And no, that's not the Knicks losing by two to the Celtics. Uh, it is the Yankees losing in extra innings four to three to the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles, uh, you know, as you all know, they there's the new rule with uh, in extra innings. You start with a runner on second base uh, when you're up to bat. Uh, pretty ridiculous rule, I think, but you know, got to make the games move faster somehow. Uh, you don't want any like 17-in games where you know your bullpen is getting depleted and then you have to start bringing in starting pitchers and then you know, next thing you know, you're bringing in. Uh, position players to pitch and uh ruining their arms and getting them injured and putting them in risky positions that they shouldn't be in uh so you know it's a good it's a good idea in you know in that way but uh not a good idea in that uh the yankees lost last night uh it may it pains me that uh we lost because of that and we lost we've lost multiple games this season because of that rule we'll also we lost one against the blue jays uh and extras as well um uh, the most painful thing is, though, that the Orioles went two for two on getting that runner from second home, and we went one for two. Why are we not capable of uh, driving in that run in extra innings? What should be the basically the most simple thing you have a runner on second, zero outs, bunt him to third, or fly out to third. enough uh, at to third? Fly out and move him to third, and then get a nice get, make some contact. Uh, you know, not a ground ball, get a fly ball to the outfield and get that runner in. Uh, The Yankees did that last night. Uh, They got Urshela to third base. There was a fly ball to right field. It wasn't even really a fly. It was more of a line drive. And Urshela takes a terrible dive at the plate. It looks like he smacks his face on the ground and is out at home, uh, adding, uh, you know, pain to that Sorrow uh, of losing the game on uh, tagging up, not being fast enough to get to the plate. But that was a line drive. I don't know if it was the best pitch to uh, go on. Um, you know, I, I believe that Lemayhu was going to be on deck, uh, or at least um, that he was the one that hit it. I'm blanking on if it was Gardner or Lemayhu that that hit that ball. But the uh, point was that it was a screeching line drive, uh, you know, didn't give him enough time to, to, you know, build his speed up coming from third to home. Uh, and it was unfortunate, but it's also unfortunate that the Yankees really can't take advantage of those opportunities. And uh, you're not, you sh- as a Yankees fan, you shouldn't be surprised that they didn't capitalize on that opportunity based on how, what, what they did in regulation play. I mean, uh, they weren't getting the job done in regulation play, uh, they're... The team with runners in scoring position was 3 for 14 last night. They left 12 runners on base. That's more than double the amount of runners the Orioles left on base. Uh, for good reason. We, we put more runners on base. We're a better team. But we got to finish the job. Good teams don't leave runners on base. Uh, and the Orioles were also 1 for 6. So we got more than double uh, of the runners in scoring position. We got 14 runners in scoring position. They got 6. Uh, and we left double the amount, more than double the amount of runners on base. Are, and the, the most troubling thing is the players that aren't performing with runners in scoring position, uh, you know, Giancarlo Stan, 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. DJ LeMayhew, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Gio Urshela 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. Clint Frazier 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Glaber Torres, 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. And these guys all got hits. LeMayhu got two hits last night. Uh, Torres got a hit last night. They even moved him to the two hole because uh, you know Judge was uh, you know a little dinged up, a little sore. Hopefully that's okay. By the way, I'll talk about that in a moment uh you know Hicks uh he, Hicks did have a an RBI hit he did have a hit with runners in scoring position that was his lone hit of the day Stan got to it so you know these guys are hitting but they're not hitting when you need them to it's as if uh you know their heart starts pumping a little bit faster when there's a runner on base and they know that the fans uh uh are, are, are intelligent fans uh they they know the game very well. Uh, I think they're realizing you know, along, you know, the most fans, along with myself, that the Yankees are trying to go for too many home runs. They're going for the bomb. They're not going for the small base hit. Uh, the Yankees fans have been through it all. We've won the World Series. They, we've experienced four out of five, and then we won in 2009. We know what it takes to win. You have to hit home runs, but you also have to do it the other way. You got to play small ball, get the regular singles, and uh, you know, launch a double into a gap. And uh, I actually heard a, a tweet last night that said the Yankees fans were chanting play real baseball last night. Now, I don't know if that was uh, a chant reg- in regards to the rule in extra innings that you start a runner on second base, or if it's regarding uh, the Yankees going for home runs and not trying to you know play classic baseball, just getting base hits and driving in runners. But as I keep on saying, to start the year, we're only six games in, but it's cause for concern. Number one, Aaron Judge already dinged up. We already had Luke Voigt injured. Zach Britton's not here. Uh, You know, we got Severino's not back yet. Uh, You know, we're, we're dinged up to start the year. And now our, you know, perennial second best player, I guess, behind DJ LeMay, who's now dinged up five games in. Didn't, I was even at the game apparently when he got dinged up when he he's a little sore now. I didn't see anything too crazy happen. All I saw was he had a mom, mammoth home run. I don't know if those mammoth home runs is but doing it to him maybe he's jerking his back a little too hard you know on the, on the twitch when he's swinging uh, but he had a mammoth home run and uh, now he's sore and couldn't play last night. So you know obviously I hope he's okay. Uh, big Yankees fan obviously want him to be okay. But it's definitely a cause for concern because it's been the issue throughout his whole entire career. Uh, and I don't know what the deal is with the Yankees and these and all these injuries, but uh, I think that they have a new training, st- new, uh, training staff this year uh, already starting off on the wrong foot. I don't understand it. It's really confusing to me how uh, many of the top teams, you don't even need to be a top team to have your players stay healthy throughout the year, but it's a constant uh, struggle for the Yankees year in and year out. Uh, But hopefully we can get back to being 100% healthy and then, you know, at full strength we'll we'll show a little bit of improvement. Obviously, adding Luke Voigt to the lineup would be absolutely huge. He's a phenomenal, you know, player, has high offensive potential, has power. He could also, uh, you know, drive a ball to a gap. Uh, I I think he's he's obviously a better defensive player than Jay Bruce, who, you know, botched it with that uh, Glaber Torres error last night of the bad throw uh, in extra innings. Um, you know, I don't think Lou Voight's such a great first baseman. He's not the best. I think LeMahieu's better than him, but what can you do? Lemayhu needs to play second base because we have Voight. Uh, so, uh, that's that. Hoping that we can get, that we can get healthy ASAP. But for right now, we take the series from the Orioles, but now the Orioles are ahead of us in the standings. They're sitting at four and two. Surprising. The Yankees are at three and three now. Uh, you know, this it's the same issues for the Yankees, uh, Glaber Torres, we, we said we, we were we were not sure, very unsure if he was capable of being a top-tier uh, defensive shortstop, and uh, he wasn't last year. Not looking to be the case this year. It looks like they would have been better off keeping him at second base, um, LeMahieu at first, and doing something different at short, but it is what it is. Hopefully he can get over his, his struggles at short, because uh, that throw really cost us last night um yeah it literally cost us the game pretty much um it's a pretty basic throw i mean it was a catcher running to first base torres you got to make that throw uh, that's a real botch and a half uh i'm sorry that your confidence isn't so high this year but i'm hoping that as it goes on the fans will start backing you a little bit more and you know, we'll be back to to what it's been the past couple years where the Yankees are on top, winning 100 games and uh, at least making the playoffs and being a real threat to win the crown. Uh, just last thing I wanted to comment on uh, the game last night it was uh, Jameson Tyon's first start for the Yankees last night. He went four and two thirds, seven Ks, uh, pitched 74 pitches, 47 of those strikes, 27 of those balls. He uh, winds up uh, giving up two earned runs on three hits, 3-8-6 three, ERA. Uh, he gave up uh, two home runs in, in the fourth inning. Those were the two runs that he gave up, uh, and obviously they took him out after that. Uh, but would have loved to have seen him go five. He was so close. Uh, gave up you know, the, those home runs in the same inning. Uh, it's a lot to handle. They weren't back-to-back, but they were two hitters in, in Two out of three hitters, it was the one, and then the second hitter got out, Trey Mancini, and then Santander hit another home run. So I I totally understand taking him out of the game at that point. Once again, the bullpen did the job. Uh, No earned runs uh, for the bullpen at all because obviously those two earned runs that the Orioles got in extra innings weren't actually earned runs due to the runner having started on second base. So I'd say uh, overall good outing by by the bullpen. Uh, each guy pitched uh, at least one inning except for Sessa, uh, who pitched point two innings uh, in extras. We got Nelson, O'Day, Loizaga, Chapman, Green all going last night. Uh, you know, it just goes to show that the bullpen this year Uh, You know, year after year, they play well in the regular season. They're they're iffy at some points. They're not even at full strength right now, not playing without Britton. But, you know, it's definitely a strength of ours this year. I like the addition of O'Day. I think Luizaga is a good uh, long reliever to go along with Chad Green. Um, uh, I like where they are. It's It's just a matter of not throwing them too much before it gets to the postseason. And, you know, they get... Tired when it comes to the postseason because they're pitching like almost as often as uh, as starting pitchers, if not more, because they pitch less innings. Um, you know, it's just 4.2 innings for the starting pitchers isn't going to be, isn't going to do the job. And I I think that the starting pitcher for the Yankees might be a strength, a, a very big strength this year, maybe even more of a strength, uh, than the starting lineup. I mean, the Orioles only had two runs going into the extra innings. Uh, can't really ask for more. Than that, uh, you know, going into extras through nine innings, only giving up two runs uh, before, before extras. That means that Yankees pitching only gave up four runs in the whole in the whole series uh, overall, including the extras. They gave up six runs in the whole series. So, and two of those runs were because runners started on second base in extras. So I think that the Yankees pitching was fantastic. Uh, you know, in this. In this series, uh, I think that they're going to impress heavily this year for all the people that were complaining that the Yankees' pitching wasn't getting the job done. uh, I think that uh, we're going to start moving it towards the offense not getting the job done, which is quite obvious to start the year. The pitching has been impressive and the offense hasn't uh so those are my comments for today on the yankees Uh, i there's a lot of room for improvement the offense needs to show up a little more and hopefully we can start seeing the starting the starting pitching you know get some quality starts uh, like garrett cole got yesterday uh you know give me six innings and and i'll be uh, a little bit happier a little bit more confident going into the postseason uh, you know our bullpen being at full strength uh so that's it for talking yankees today um gonna move on i'm gonna talk about the mets first before i get to the knicks so the mets uh after winning their first game of the season on tuesday uh fall to the phillies again eight to two just have to shout out the phillies right now call you know they're five and one right now they're playing well uh their starting pitching you know has has been good to start nola only pitched four innings last night but only let up one run uh so their, their starting pitching has been good uh their bullpen has been surprisingly good to start. Definitely a, a big surprise. And, you know, their hitting is good. If you look at the names in their lineup, they got good names from McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, Riamutu, uh, Gregorius, you know, they, they got good names there. So, uh, you know, it might not be as deep as some of the best teams in the league. Oh, also Gene Segura, I forgot to even mention him. But uh, obviously, I think I think that the Mets have a deeper lineup, uh, but the, the Phillies... Best players are just as good as the Mets players. It's just uh, you know depending on what what the Phillies do with their pitching this season. Uh, you know Aaron Nola pitched last night. That's obviously their ace. Uh, the question is if they have a second, third, fourth guy, and if their bullpen can really show up. Because you know their offense is is going to be there. It's maybe a little shaky here and there throughout the year. I don't know if they're going to be. I don't think that they're the best team in the division by any means. I like the three other teams all all more: the Mets, the Braves, uh, and the Nationals. But uh, this might be a very tightly contested uh, division this year very exciting stuff i think that this might be the best of the deepest division in baseball with the mets phillies braves nationals and don't forget about the marlins who actually made the playoffs last year surprisingly so those are five uh i think quality teams so nle should be exciting this year kind of a disappointing for the mets since they uh you know had have such high hopes this year finally get that really really uh Good player in Francisco Lindor a player that could bring them over the top to a division crown, but it happens to be the one year where there's the most competition in the division. Uh, you know, other years there's only usually the NL East is the worst division. There's only two good teams. This year it seems like there's five good teams. Sorry about that, Mets, but uh, should be a fun year to be a fan of the NL East. Uh, as for the Mets performance last night they're having similar issues to to the Yankees uh, so you look at the Phillies runners scoring position that's that, that those are the stats of a team that wins uh, three of 10 with runners scoring position you know that's not even the best but that's 300 that's way better than 210 which is where the Yankees are and even lower than that for the Mets the Mets went one for 12 last night <clears throat> you know that's just not gonna cut it they left 14 runners on base the Phillies only left six. So basically, what it is is that the Phillies took advantage of the opportunities they were given and were able to capitalize, while the Mets were unable to do that, leaving runners on base. Uh, for instance, these are the players that didn't show up with runners in scoring position uh, VR 0 for 2, McCann 0 for 1, uh, Don. Uh, Smith, uh, 0 for 1. Conforto, 0 for 4. McNeil, 0 for 1. uh, Peterson, 0 for 1. So the only people that the only person that stepped up was Alonzo. He went 1 for 2. You know you you can't. It's not even necessarily top players. So like Lindor didn't get an opportunity with runners in scoring position. Nimmo didn't get an opportunity with runners in scoring position. you know, Dominic Smith didn't get an opportunity with runners scoring position. Oh no, wait, he did. I, I apologize, but uh, Conforto did. Conforto went 0 for 4 with runners the scoring position. To be up with four times with runners scoring position and to and you know, to not capitalize similar to what Frazier did. We're going over three. That means that there's something up, uh, you know, you're, you're not feeling it at this point of the season. The Mets are only three games in. They've only played one series. They missed the first series of the season. So the Phillies had a little bit of an advantage of having already played that first series, uh, against the Braves. But I think it's definitely a cause for concern, but, uh, in terms of their starting pitching, uh, Peterson you know six earned runs that's obviously not gonna cut it uh only four innings also probably could have yanked him earlier you know if he's gonna give up uh that many runs probably could have gotten him out a little bit earlier but unfortunately they didn't uh they go to their bullpen their bullpen gives up two earned runs uh through four innings pitched. not too bad but uh for the Mets starting pitching you definitely expect better than that um that's the strength that's the biggest strength of their team that's why everyone says that they're going to be a real contender this year they're pitching they can't you know I guess even if it's one every five days I'd say that you can't have that if you're the Mets because you know you can't count on those other guys to to really do it maybe DeGrom but the other guys you can't count on every single time like Stroman you know he's, he's gonna most of the time he's gonna be great but you know you can't have it that Peterson gives up six runs in his four innings and then maybe it also happens to be the same week you know um. What's his face? Um, Strowman gives up, uh, has a bad outing as well. So you know you need a little more consistency out of the bottom of of, of your rotation. Uh, Peterson, I've heard good things about him. Uh, you know he he had 54 strikes out of his 78 pitches. That means he only had 24 balls. Uh, but apparently he was lobbing them over the plate. Meatballs uh, gave up six runs. So it looks like the Mets are having kind of similar issues, you know, uh, other than the starting pitching, which I think is, uh, you know, not a big deal. I'm not going to make too big of a deal out of Peterson's bad start. But the same issues between the Mets and the Yankees right now, leaving a lot of runners on base, not coming up clutch with the runners' scoring position. Uh, players see, The hitters seem a little bit rusty right now, might have to bank a little bit more on their starting pitching and their and their relief pitching. Although the Mets should never bank on their relief pitching. You saw that after game one when they blew that lead against the Phillies. Uh, as for, you know, falling behind, I don't think that the Mets are, you know, going to be the best team coming from behind. Uh, I think that their offense uh, will be at its best when, you know, taking the lead early and allowing their pitching to hold that lead. I think that coming from behind just doesn't seem like the Mets thing. It never really does. Um, so, you know, it'll happen here and there, but I'd say that. It, if you're a Mets fan, you should really want the Mets to take a lead early and uh, let theirs be confident in your starting pitching holding that lead. Uh, you know that may sound obvious, but there are other teams that you know take a lead and their starting pitching isn't going to do it for them. So it doesn't matter. Their offense knows that either way they're going to have to score. Whether their their starting pitching gives up a ton of runs, they're going to have to catch up, or uh, you know if they score a bunch of runs and take the lead early, then uh, the, they're going to continue to try to score runs because they know that their starting pitching may not be able to hold that lead. Uh, but for the Mets, it's a different mentality. You know, if they take that lead, then their starting pitching, uh, then they have the confidence that their starting pitching can hold it. But if their pitch, starting pitching gives up that lead, then they're you know, the confidence is just a little bit lower as a team because they have so much confidence in the starting pitching. And if they don't perform, then they may think that, they, that they're, that it's just an off night for the team overall. Uh, that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, so Yankees, met similar, similar, uh, Issues, runners at scoring position and uh, leaving runners on base. I I think the clutch hitting will come soon. You know, it's just a little bit of rust to start the year. Both teams are pretty stacked offensively, I'd say. I think that the Yankees are more stacked offensively, just a deeper lineup. Uh, But the Mets definitely have guys. You know, they have Jonathan VR, a guy. Uh, a veteran hitting sixth in their lineup, going three for five last night. Uh, that's a luxury to have. So uh, I, I like the Mets a lot this year. You know, I think that they'll continue to improve as the season goes along. Don't take away too much from this first series. You know, no matter what I say, no matter what how much I shit on them, uh, the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, you know. They're, they're both going to improve as the season goes along and, the, and they'll be just fine when the season ends, although I'm more confident in the Yankees guaranteeing that the Yankees would make a playoff spot uh, in comparison to the match just because of the, the uh, competitiveness of the NL East and the NL overall, while I think that the AL is a little bit weaker, including the AL East. Uh, so that'll move me on to uh, you know the second most disappointing thing for myself last night, which is that two point loss to the Celtics last night. Another close, hard fought battle uh, for the Knicks. Couldn't pull it out. We're now sitting two games below five hundred. Um, you know we we continue to move down in in that in the standings. Um, right now we are sitting as the. I'm checking it up real quick, but uh, I'll just tell you. That It was a pretty disappointing loss last night. Julius Randle, again, not showing up in the clutch. Uh, We're now sitting as the eight seed. Uh, As you know, there's playing games for the 7 through 10 seeds. Uh, You know, the Chicago Bulls now sitting only 2.5 games behind us. Uh, Somehow the Raptors are 4.5 games behind us. Uh, I'd love to be able to swap out with those Raptors. I don't want to play these playing games. I just want to end the misery uh you know it was it's been a great season i don't deny that but you know i I don't want to make those playing games just to you know get knocked out of the playing games and lose them it's it's even more deflating um the pacers are only one game behind us so uh next thing you know we're gonna be you know outside of the playoffs looking in so Uh, A couple days ago, we were the four seed, a couple games up on on other teams, and now we're just playing poorly, not showing up in the fourth quarter, getting outscored by five in the fourth quarter, actually, uh, to lose by two, which means that we went into the fourth quarter with the lead. Um, Julius Randle, nine of 23 last night. You know That's below, I believe that's below what he shoots for the season. Um, That would be shooting 39%. That's definitely below what he's shooting on the season. Uh, so I have a feeling that in combination, because Randall played well through most of the game, and then he, I saw, I noticed that he just wasn't able to do it in the fourth quarter. Uh, but RJ went ten of fourteen last night, six of six from three. That's eighteen points from three, six of six. That three-point percentage keeps on going up. If you watch my other show, Riding the BK Train, you know I picked RJ Barrett over one and a half made threes last night. Um, you know, the six for six is an incredible night. I talked about on my other show that R.J. Barrett started the year shooting below 29, below 30%. Now he's got himself up to 36%. As of yesterday, he was shooting 37% in the last 10 games. I'm sure that's up now. I'm sure his three-point percentage on the season's up now. To have gotten himself up above 35% for the season, that's incredible. You know, A lot of really good players shoot above 35% from three. And to be able to do that, having, gone, having started the year at below 30%, shows massive improvement in my opinion. Shows he has the confidence to be a guy that can hit big shots uh, like he did last night. But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't continue to work on his game. He's got a lot of room to work in, in terms of getting to the basket, finding teammates, facilitating for them, and using his right hand. Um, but uh, it was a great performance for him last night, 29 points. It's got to be one of the uh, best performances of his whole career, if not the best, going 6 of 6 for 3, absurd 10 of 14, absurd field goal percentage. Uh, but I have a feeling that last night Randall and Barrett, uh, you know, they just felt like they couldn't get any help from anyone uh, Bullock two for eight six points. Um, Alec Burks eight points on two for nine shooting both those two were three pointers he went two of seven for three. Uh, Derek Rose only 11 points four of ten one of one for three uh, you know so he was the only other so Randall and Barrett scored uh 29 and 22. Uh, the only other player to get 10 points was Derek Rose. Uh, Manuel quickly only shot four times, five points, one of two from three. Maybe take a couple more shots. Uh, you know, if only three guys are going to score over 10 points, I'm not going to be so confident in us winning the game unless one of those guys is dropping like 40. Uh, we didn't even get to 100 points last night. Uh, I'm not even sure how that happened. Cause we shot well, we shot decent from the field at 41.7. Uh, at least we sh- we got it to over 40 and then we shot 48 and a half percent from three, uh, somehow still only at 99 points. Um, you know, the Celtics shot worse from three than us, 37 and a half percent from three. They shot 40, basically 42% from the field. So, uh, they basically shot the same same as us from t- from the field overall, but way worse from three. They shot a worse field uh, free throw percentage. They shot they missed uh, six free throws, seventy percent. We missed three free throws, shot eighty one percent. You know, one of the biggest issues for the Knicks this season is definitely rebounding. Um, We got completely out-rebounded last night by 14 rebounds. Uh, Celtics grabbed 53. We grabbed 39. Uh, They had 16 offensive rebounds in comparison to our five. Uh, I wish that I could know how many second-chance opportunities uh, they were able to get last night and how many points they got off those second-chance opportunities Uh, because, you know, when you're grabbing 11 more offensive rebounds, you're probably scoring a bunch of points off of of those uh, rebounds. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate that we're not such a great rebounding team. You know, I guess if we had Mitchell Robinson, it probably would help. Uh, it's been an unfortunate year for Mitch Rob. I, I hope that he's able to come back healthy before the season is over to show what he, show what he's got, show what he's about. Um, but the only, the lone, uh, bright spot for the Knicks last night was their defense, uh, only allowing 101 points to the celtics who definitely averaged more than that on the season uh they the knicks uh got a lot created 17 turnovers from the celtics uh the knicks had 14 turnovers themselves so uh they were able to create more turnovers than they gave up uh hopefully they were able to capitalize on those on those turnovers and you know Uh, create some points although I kind of doubt that they were that they really capitalized just based on uh, the score of the game Uh, 17 turnovers could create a lot of points I don't think that they capitalized enough that the uh, as much as they should have but the biggest concern I'd say for the Knicks is uh, the amount of rebounds they give up uh, particularly offensive rebounds I think that that's probably what's been killing them the most these past games Uh, they've been getting out rebounded overall They've been getting out offensive rebound. It's just an issue. It, it's definitely cause for concern if you watch the game. It, it's annoying to see uh, your team just get absolutely out rebounded. Um, I, I hope that when Mitch Rob comes back, this problem will be solved uh, because you know I don't think that Taj Gibson is is the right guy coming off the bench in terms of big man. I like Noel coming off the bench a lot, although he's only he only grabbed six boards last night somehow. He was a minus 18, so he wasn't good at all. And as I say that, I look at Taj Gibson's plus minus. He was a plus 15, but he only grabbed four boards. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, I think that it would be beneficial for the Knicks to bring Noel off the bench with Mitch Robb starting when he comes back. So hopefully that'll help with our rebounding issues. But as of right now, the Knicks are definitely bottom half of the league in terms of rebounding, not not too far low. I think it's between 15 to 20, but that's definitely a cause for concern. Um, you know, that's a, I believe that's a second or third straight loss for the Knicks. Uh, I think it's second actually, um, you know, losing to the Nets on Monday and now losing to the Celtics on Wednesday, uh, coming up next for the Knicks, they have the Memphis Grizzlies they're playing and the Knicks are playing at home. Uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies coming to town they've been they look pretty hot recently they're three games above 500 it's sitting at 26 and 23 Um, it should be an exciting game no matter what you know every game the Knicks are playing recently has been a close game it's been good enjoyable to watch Uh, so that's why you can't get too upset at them losing these games because at least they're battling you know the defense is there they're they're a fun team to watch way more fun than they have been in literally the past eight to ten years Uh, So we got the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Should be a hard-fought battle with that, you know, uh, tough uh, grit grit and grind uh, Grizzlies mentality. Uh, Excited for that game. Uh, Excited for Yankees' uh, upcoming series against the Rays this weekend, Uh, the uh, former— most recent division champions who knocked us out of the playoffs uh i believe we're going down to the chop for that so should be exciting stuff uh yank we got yankees Rays, we got nicks grizzlies this weekend uh not exactly sure the mess are going to be playing but i'll be commenting on that also and even if the nets play shout out nets uh, for their win last night um but uh yeah that's it for uh the rant today a little bit longer than usual because now i'm able to uh, bring my posts to apple podcasts and uh, spotify Uh, as i stated at the beginning of the pod uh, i'll be you know putting a little bit of a preview uh, onto my instagram account that's how i'll be using the Strive sports instagram account uh, marketing each pod individually a little Uh, so that's all for today for my rant Uh, ben klein peace out Uh, See you after the weekend. Actually, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.